You're going to command respect through love, communication, and thoughtfulness, trusting yourself throughout the entire process. If you've ever felt like you're the only one who thinks a certain way, and if anybody knew your thoughts, you'd be instantly cast out and rejected, then you are in the right place. Welcome to This is Unscripted Hush Hush Odyssey Podcast with your host, Coach Andy, also known as the Skinny Mommy. So activate the noise-canceling feature and listen to some truths because it can be challenging for married women in business to separate themselves from the role of mother, wife, cook, maid, lover, etc. Especially if you aren't very strong in your identity and who you are without all those roles and expectations. Let's get real, raw, and ruthlessly transparent so the best version of you will always shine through. Yeah, hi, I'm Andy. I'm a mom of 10. Okay, that's how I used to introduce myself. At the time I had five, six, seven, eight. But that's not who I am. Okay, that is not who I am. And we need... To stop with these labels. I mean, I know it's out there like we're not a label, but yet we may believe that, and I did too. I didn't quite believe it, but that's still how I identified myself. I want to go into the story of permission because maybe you can relate to this in some form or fashion and then vicariously give yourself also that same permission that I was offered. To stop dislabeling myself and identifying myself through life's experiences, people's opinions and judgments and advice about, well, you're a mom of five now, or you're a mom of six now, or you're a mom now. Because that's not who I am. And it's not who you are. Oh, you're the second wife? Oh, you're the you're the stepmom. Oh, are you the divorced mom? Oh, are you that um, just that Mary Kay lady? Okay, do you guys see where I'm going with this? Now that's a part of your description, I should say. But it is not who you are. Unless, of course, that's what you want to embody in your heart and soul and it's in line with your faith. But girl, go for it. You get that. Okay. But if that is not in your heart and soul and in line with your faith and it feels more like a label and, oh, yeah, 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 I'm I'm the second wife, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be, that's not who you are. So here's me giving you a little bit of permission, just like this amazing woman in my life did for me. So I had just given birth to baby number seven. And we were living overseas at the time, which meant that uh, I was homebound a lot um, because I didn't know the language and we did not live, you know, where the other Americans were living and English speakers. And so I was even more isolated and just at home with the kids homeschooling. At the time, I was going to... 
taking like some online courses for my certification in holistic medicine. And that that brought me some happiness because I had some um, challenges with the kids' health and I needed a way to just kind of help myself to help them. But that was pretty much all I was doing for myself because, again, the reason I did that was to do it for them. And it wasn't necessarily because I liked it. No, I started to find a passion for it because I found it very, very intriguing and is mind-blowing about some of the things I learned about our food sources and healing modalities and everything. But the permission really came when I had a young lady who was kind of befriending me. Um, Her husband worked with Jeff, and so they were kicking it off just being best of buds, and Jeff was like, you should go and hang out with her, get to know her. And I'm just like... No thanks. <laughs> you know, I just want to. I want to stay to myself. I'm. I'm an introvert. I'm a mom. I don't. I don't have time for friends. This is my mind space. Okay, this is my mindset. And um, we were at a gathering to get together. I was super uncomfortable and anxious all night because I was just thinking, oh, I'll just talk about the kids. I didn't know what to talk about because I didn't do anything. Um, like I said, I was into a little bit of nutrition and she had some health challenges. So we kind of kicked it off there with some commonality with that. But then she started asking me to hang out more. And that's when I kept giving excuses and reasons because in the back of my mind, I could hear these voices saying, put your kids first, make sure the kids, you're staying with the kids. You can do those things when all the kids move out of the house wow, you have one more where you must be so busy. All of this is floating in my mind as I'm getting invited to go and hang out without the kids. Like all these things that are telling me what I should be doing as a mom of, at the time, um, six or seven kids. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you've probably heard a little snippet of this before, But she said something so incredibly bold, so incredibly like in your face. I I feel like I should have blown up and been like, who do you think you are? You non-mother have no idea what I'm going through. Um, Because she wasn't a mom at the time. And it was, it could have been taken as a very judgmental, accusatory, basically, comment. And yet, I took it as the exact opposite. And I finally, you know, I don't know how many times she asked me to go to Zumba, to hang out, um, go with her and another friend to do things. It's like she was trying to really get me out of my shell. And I was... I. Actually, looking hindsight, I'm super impressed that she tried so hard because I was so resistant, so resistant. Anyways, I don't recall where we're at, but I definitely remember the feeling that I had. And it was, she said, you know, you don't have to hide behind your kids. I mean, could you imagine someone saying that to you, like in a grocery store or even a friend that you you know, or an acquaintance you're getting to know over the past month or so, and they say that to you? I mean, couldn't you imagine yourself kind of being like, what the actual did you just say to me? But no, when she said it, I was like, 
wait, wait. I was confused. <laughs> if I am I'm putting myself back into that space, I was confused because, and then I got curious, why would she say it like that? Am I, and then I started asking myself, am I hiding behind my kids? And then she followed up with, they don't define you. And then I got dis, I got into, I got into my head, but then I got a little bit in, into my heart as well. And I was like, but everybody, you know, and I'm the, and I'm saying this to myself, but everyone else says to do it like this. She's been the only one at that time who discounted the last, let's see, from number seven to the beginning was, so almost 10 years, she was the only one who basically said to me, and not these exact words, but she was basically saying, um, you don't have to put your kids first. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> now, obviously, we're not talking about their basic needs here, okay? That's not what we're talking about. And I was just so amazed. And I went back home, and I was really thinking about what she said. And I finally said yes to her. When she said, meet me at, you know, the gym, we're, we're going to do Zimba together. I was like, okay, I'm going to be there. Jeff, you're watching the kids. I'm going to Zimba. And he was okay with it because he's been trying to push me out of, you know, just staying a homebody all the time and get out a little bit and, and um, meet some people, people who spoke English. <laughs> and gosh, so here I am. I'm passing the torch. I'm wanting to start the domino effect and giving you permission. You don't have to hide behind being the second wife, being the stepmom, being the mom of, being the wife of, being the XYZ kind of lady. They don't define you. So what if you do, you know, soccer Thursdays, um, trade kids on Tuesdays, and you're the third wife of his second marriage, and you're now pregnant, new mom. Whatever that label is, it's not definitive of who you are. And of course, it's one thing to say it, y'all. But it's another thing, well, Andy, I get that. I thank you for those words, but what the actual F do I do about it? Like, how do I get out of this headspace? I was in this headspace. I mean, she said that it was it was definitely a mustard seed that she planted. If you guys know <clears throat> how tiny a mustard seed is, but yet when that sucker grows, it's a huge ass tree. Uh, so she planted the mustard seed. And so here's my mustard seed for you. Because you're growing. You're becoming the best version of yourself, right? And so how do you overcome these judgments, the, the headspace that you're in for so long? Like I was in it for so long. When she planted the mustard seed, I had 10 years of headspace in this mindset, right? And then I had going forward, I still had a lot of years to overcome because she had just planted the seed. Now I got to water it. I got to make sure it's fertilized. I got to get that sucker to grow. So I'm going to give you a head start and hopefully this is basically your seedling, already sprouted. This is what you got. Now I just need you just to keep it growing, right? Don't kill it. 
Are y'all tracking with my analogies? Jeff tends to tell me, honey, don't give analogies. You kind of suck. I kind of agree. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get a really good one. And it's a, it's a huge joke. I love it. I don't, that doesn't bother me. Anyway, so overcoming the judgments of these labels and the headspace that you've been in for years, right? Or months. I don't care if it was yesterday night, whatever it may be. First of all, you have to know your love language. Andy, what's the love language? If y'all don't know what a love language is by now, I need to even know if you're on social media. Somewhere, some way, somehow, someone over the age of 18 should have learned about love languages by now. So it is by Gary Chapman. Go ahead and search love language quiz and you're going to find out. Take the quiz. It's totally free online. And first of all, write out your top two. There's five Go with your top two, okay? My top two are words of affirmation and, and acts of service. So I know my love language. And I say top two because I feel like there's a really secondary close one that is also beneficial to um, help solidify who you are in your identity at your core level of your soul and your heart that is in line with your faith. Now that you know your love language, that's step one. Step two, you're going to communicate your preferred personal identity. If you're not sure what this is, go back and listen to episode six. I did a really powerful exercise at the end that answers the question, who are you? Okay, I would call that your preferred personal identity. Okay, and now you're going to communicate that. You're going to communicate who you are. I am Coach Andy. All right, people, you know, I might introduce myself as Andy, Coach Andy, depends on who I'm talking to and if I want to get into it. What I don't tell them is that I'm a mom of almost 11. That's all people will think about for the rest of the night. (laughs) It's like, that is not who I am. Those are little bonus, little minion points that I got that the Lord blessed me with. Amen. But if you want to know me, hey, I'm Andy. All right, so... If you haven't listened to episode six yet, highly, highly recommend that. Powerful exercise and you'll know what I mean when you go and listen to it. First, you know your love language. You communicate your preferred personal identity and always end any kind of conversation with a statement of respect, okay? Especially during conflicts, all right? If you're speaking with kids, you're telling them what to do, go clean your room. That's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we're conversing with other adults and or you're really stepping out and being like embodying who you are at your heart's core and your soul that is in line with your faith. Let me give you some statement of respect examples. So say you're sharing with somebody, friend, husband, coworker, and you're just sharing and all of a sudden, bam, they go into solve mode. Okay. Men tend, excuse me, men tend to do that, right? This is ending the conversation with a statement of respect. Hey, babe, I wasn't asking or looking for any feedback at this time. When I am, though, I'm going to let you know. Dude, how stupid easy was that? Babe, I wasn't asking or looking for any feedback at this time. When I am, though, I'll let you know. Rolls right off the tongue, just as if you were sipping a fine wine with some chocolate that was so smooth, dark chocolate. I love me some dark chocolate. And it just mm, paired together so well with what you were sharing. Here's another one. 
My love language is. So when you say or do XYZ, whatever unfavorable behavior or statement that was said, it makes me feel state your feeling. So please do not do that. Okay, that's kind of the template. So now let me give you a real example. So babe, my I'm and I'm usually referring to my husband. Um, I would even say this to my older kids too. So you know my love language is words of affirmation. So when you say that the chicken was dry, did you cook it too long, and you're kind of giving me the third degree about the chicken, it really makes me feel like I just don't want to cook for you anymore. Like it's just not going to be good enough if you're going to just give me feedback on my cooking when I didn't ask for it. So would you please not do that or just maybe ask me if I'm willing to have some feedback about dinner? Okay, guys, how'd that sound? Okay, sometimes he does give me feedback on the food and I'm like, I don't, I'm not in the mood to hear it. Like, <laughs> like if you got something great to say, yo, pour it on me like fine wine. But if you're, if it's more of a criticism and feedback, I would prefer that you ask me if I'm, you know, ready to listen, basically to hear it. Because words of affirmation, you, if it's going to feel like it's a judgment, criticism, or a rejection of any type, it kind of hits your heart and soul harder than, say, someone not giving you a gift for your birthday. Gifts are very low on my list. If you don't give me a gift for my birthday, I don't care. Could care less. Heck, you don't even have to call me. I don't care. Okay, so if that gives you kind of a comparison, that him saying that the chicken was dry and giving me feedback and criticism is going to hurt more because that's my primary love language. What if someone, here is another statement of respect. What if someone is asking some personal um, invading questions? You could say something simple like, why would you ask that of me? Okay, here's an example. Um, I recently, I used to work at the local gym in our office and I would do, you know, clinical work. I'd do the social media. I would do flyers. And I recently transitioned to only doing classes. And so if the owner would come and ask me, hey, there was a flyer you did you know, for this promotion, do you think you could just make it again or send me a copy? It would be appropriate for me to, to say, why would you ask that of me? That is not my job. I am right now just a trainer. I do not work in the office. I don't do any social media. I don't do any of the clerical admin work anymore. So it would be appropriate to say, why would you ask that of me? Oh, well, uh, I, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever they may say, but again, I would reiterate, dude, that's, that's not my job. <laughs> what if someone is asking for your time? You're a business owner and they're asking for free advice. I happen to get this. <laughs> like they literally want me to coach them. And I got a message the other day about, you know, there's something going on and they need my advice. Something I could say in return is, I'm sorry, I didn't mention this earlier, but I'm not available between this such and such time and this such and such time. Yes, I know that people want to solve their problems and get it solved and have my time right now. But I 
looked ahead, I looked at my schedule, knowing that I would spend a minimum, a minimum of almost one hour to 90 minutes with this person. And I told them, I'm sorry, I'm not available until this date during these, during the late afternoon. Are you available? I am willing to give my free time during that time. But it was, it was almost 10 days later and they turned it down, which is totally fine. But I didn't want to compromise my time, my expertise for someone who just instantly wants it when they feel like they need it. So make sure as a business owner that you respectfully and, you know, giving and receiving respect back. Unfortunately, you know, I'm not available or I am available or I could have sent her a link to book a time with a fee. Could have totally done that too. Okay, but I did want to set aside some um, some free time. But that's when I was available. What if you don't want to be with someone who constantly, who you feel like you just need to get away from because the influence or the atmosphere, the ambiance, the lack of respect, you know, for you, maybe they are very critical. Just a person you don't want to be around, but they kind of expect you to be around and hang out and do all this because you have been in the past and they ask you again, Hey, let's, you know, let's go do, go out for drinks. Let's hang out. Oh, let's have a play date. And you really don't like the mom or the, or her kids. Maybe, maybe the kids are super rude and you're like, I don't want to deal with this. You could say simply, I'm not available for the X, Y, Z now or anytime in the near future. But if anything changes, I'll mention it and I'll let you know. Just cut it off. Just cut it off. <laughs> like... There's no reason to sugarcoat it, make it linger, or to lie and say, oh, yeah, and or to do it anyway and say yes. But you don't want to say yes. These are basically, if you guys haven't noticed, these are polite ways of saying no without saying no. But you're saying no. <laughs> okay, so if you need to, pause, rewind, and kind of jot down those phrases that would help you, okay? Another super easy one that is easy to do, especially when you're in a back and forth conversation, is to completely ignore the question if it is inappropriate or you don't wanna answer and move on. He could be going back and forth about something. Now, this is not necessarily something you would do with your spouse, but if it deems it an appropriate time, and I'm not talking about the silent treatment, it may be necessary. But again, those I would treat those very, very lightly because communication between a husband and a wife is super important. And the silent treatment is it's not usually a good thing. I, I do believe we talked about when it is appropriate. But um, in heated conversations or financial converse, conversations, intimacy conversations, um, Dealing with the kids' conversations is probably not a good time to ignore the question. But if you are in a day-to-day -day conversation with a friend, um, a co-worker, even the kids, and you find that they're just kind of digging deep and kind of getting all up in your business, and you're like, I'm thinking they don't need to be up in my business. 
ignore the question completely and move on. That is the important thing. It didn't say stop talking to them, move on. So Sally, did you actually sleep with Derek the other day? Oh my gosh. Hey, honey, girl, tell me, what are we going to do this weekend? Because I need a getaway. Oh, how about that new bistro downtown? Did you hear that they have a killer cocktail? Okay, if you guys didn't notice, I just switched into a conversation that where I completely ignored her question about sleeping with Derek and moved on to something else. That's an example of doing that. So basically, what you're doing is commanding respect through love, communication, and thoughtfulness. Okay, the most important thing is to trust yourself throughout the entire process. And guess what? You don't need permission to do that. You don't need permission. <laughs> okay, you don't need permission to do that. Let me repeat. You're going to command respect through love, communication, and thoughtfulness. Trusting yourself throughout the entire process. Now, if I don't, if that's not some good news, I don't know what the, what what would be better news than that. But all in all, you are not a label. Go back to episode six for your preferred per- personal identity. And then to overcome these judgments and these labels, you're going to do three things. Know your love language. So search Gary Chapman love language quiz. Okay. Communicate your preferred personal identity. And number three, end conversations with a statement of respect. And this is going to be all done through love, communication, and thoughtfulness because you're trusting yourself throughout the entire process. Right now, I'm giving you permission to trust yourself. Trust yourself through your heart and your soul that is in line with your faith because you got this. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to spread the super love, please share it or post about it on social media. Feel free to also leave a rating and review. To catch all the shenanigans going on, you can follow me on Instagram at The Skinny Mommy. Just remember, I got you. Stay true to you, and I pray you feel super loved today.